Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City on CJD 800. I'm Cheryl Besner, your dating coach and founder of solointhecity.tv. And I'm pleased to announce my co-host for the month, Marie-Claude Savard, author of Song 80 Degrés. I got it right this week. <laughs> and host of our sister radio station as well, Energy. That's right. So a French radio host. That's right. Meeting new people in a way on CJD, which is great because it's the topic of the day, right? That's right. That is. How do we meet and where do we meet new people when we're interested into getting back into the dating world? Or if you've been in it a long time and you've kind of run out of options. Yeah, you want to change things up sometimes. Well, you do. And, you know, you're right. First of all, especially in Montreal, we have the English community, the French community. I myself, this past week, I went out into the French community on a date. And? And, and it was great. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've done it before, but what I mean is I went out into the French culture right. of Montreal. And, and we forget about that. And especially, a lot of English people, we are bilingual, right? True. So we should take advantage of the French culture and, and what's out there because you have so much. Well, it's the same for us. I mean, most French people speak English also. That's right. And we do tend to stay with the same group of friends with the same options, same pool of activities and everything. So every once in a while you venture out and try something different. This is great. We have a city where you can travel within your own city. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like taking a trip and going somewhere different. So why not? Yeah, it's true. You can kind of say like, if you're English, well, I'm going to take a trip yeah, to Paris for the not? weekend and, and enjoy <laughs> the French culture of Montreal. And let's face it, you do have a lot more theater and, and, and cultural, you know, the arts in, in French than we do in English because we have very few options in English yeah. for, for and we're very open minded and very happy to welcome new people so if Cheryl and I are doing this that's right I'm everybody going on the get English. on yeah. <laughs> that's it <laughs> so anybody out there if you're online also remember we've got a cross date I mean you know why not yeah and and so yes coming up we're going to be discussing later on um, how to meet new people where to meet new people and even you know we're, some of our guests that are going to be coming on they're from different ages, you know, so where do you go as you mature? And if you're back in the dating scene at 40 plus, you know, it's very different than when you're 25 and dating or 30 and dating. Yeah, maybe you need a little bit more lighting to see things. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> maybe not such loud music every once in a while. You could, but every once in a while you just want to find a place where, you, yes, there is good music, good atmosphere, but you want to sit down and talk a little bit more, I find. Oh, 100%. And that's one of the things that I talk about a lot, and we've talked about this before on the show, and I do this a lot when and I'm working in groups, um, do your ABCs of places to meet new people. So write out an alphabet, and with every letter, write down a place where you think you can meet somebody. As crazy as it seems, all of a sudden your options become a lot bigger. I, mean, I just read somewhere that in um, grocery store, IGA, uh, right. An RDP had dating night. Yeah, they do do that, actually. And there, there's places even in Toronto where they, they have it open later at night and people can actually put a little tag on their card. And, and this is one of the things that coming up for Valentine's Day, I was kind of thinking, what is it that Montrealers could do? You know, nobody wants to be labeled as singles, but we're all single. Mm -hmm. So, like, why not say I'm single and I want to meet somebody? Like, there's no shame in saying. Oh, but on that day, it's like, oh, I don't want to say that. You know, on Valentine's Day. 
say there seems to be a stigma. You don't want to say you're single, but why not? It's true. Well, we are single, so but yeah. why not enjoy the day? So, for instance, Valentine's Day, you can be proactive and make your own plans as to what you want to do for Valentine's Day. Invite people in. You don't have to say, well, I don't have somebody. I'm going to stay home alone. No, do something. Make your own Valentine's Day dinner or participate in an activity where other singles are out there doing it or groups. That's you know, a good don't, idea. Don't isolate but actually, this is something that I, I, I've been playing with and, and leading up to it. I wanted to try and figure out a way that people can communicate. And I, I, I even had the idea of, wouldn't it be great? Everybody is constantly on public transport. So let's say in the metro. I would like to maybe even put it out there that on Valentine's Day, on the Sunday, everybody who is single go into the last car. Of oh, every metro. Okay. You know, and, and everybody who's single can kind of introduce themselves to each other. Just be friendly. Just say hi. Just say happy Valentine's but Day. But you can start this on the social networks, right? I, I, it's I'm like a flash mob, it. but it's like a Valentine's well, Day you're all self-proclaimed. Yeah. yeah, self-proclaimed fa- flash mob. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be fun... You, maybe even to get the metro station to participate yeah. in it and really make it like a, a single mingle cart. Yeah, they could do it every once in a while too. Like if all the singles would always go in the same carts, then, you know, there would be no more singles. <laughs> <laughs> or there might be, but at least you'd be meeting each yeah. other. You know, maybe I'm going to start a movement. That's I think good. I'm going to I'm going to approach um, our public transport and see if we can do some solo in the city cars. Why not? Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe even sell cocktails or serve cocktails, <laughs> right? <laughs> going to be the most fun you've ever had on public transport. Right. And and so this is one of the things, actually, that I was going to talk about in the dating news of the week. Um, Mashable, they did a study, and they were showing that most of the people online, when they're posting their profile shots, they use very neutral colors, like black being the number one, um, you know, beige and blue and everything. And why not make yourself pop? That's True. my whole thing. You know, I talk about that a lot with my clients and one of the things as an ex-brander you know I used to brand clothing lines and everything is how to identify yourself differently and I think it's very important when we're doing things like online dating or even just walking into a room make yourself identifiable do something that makes you stand out in the crowd because let's face it, you go into a grocery store like you were saying and you reach for you know, the, the can that yep. has the best label on it or something, Not right? just that. I worked in sports for a very, very long time. And red is the color of victory. And they say even in the Olympics, if you have a, a red opponent and a blue opponent in a combat sport, the red statistically is going to win. Regardless, uh, it, it seems to be the color of victory. Think of Ferrari. Think right. Of, you know, and a lot of teams have red on their jerseys. And they say that in the in the brain, when you see red, you, for you, it's success. It's it's uh, it, it has something attractive to it. So maybe red would be a good thing. A hundred percent. Well, hey, wait a minute. Okay, Valentine's Day is coming yeah. up. I'm talking about metro cars. How about this, everybody? Wear something that's red, maybe a red scarf, and maybe let it hang down your back open so it's not wrapped around, you know, kind of like the opposite of tying the knot. Your knot's not tight. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I don't know, one. you know, do, do something that identifies you a victory. True. And then it's your love victory. Yeah, get out of the black a little bit. Yeah, get out of the black. Well, you know, it's interesting because years ago, um, uh, I actually had him on a show. I had Conrad Black on a show, Lord Conrad Black. And I met him because I was at an event and there were 600 people in the room all wearing black. 
Yeah, probably because it was black tie. So you think no, it wasn't actually. No. It was no, it was a Sunday brunch. Actually, his wife, who's brilliant, uh, Barbara Amiel, was speaking, and I happened to be in the room, and I was the only person wearing a red dress. There you go. And he came right up to me and introduced himself because <laughs> I stood out in the crowd. Yeah, you know, and that's how we we met each other. So, I really think that it's very important. And when I'm working with you know my with the groups that I work with or my individual clients, one of the first things I do is help them brand themselves. And, you know, for some people, when I first say it, they kind of go, I'm going to brand myself. And I'm like, yeah, branding, all it means is you're identifying yourself. You're making yourself show who you are, yeah. what it is that you have that makes you different. Yeah. Everybody has a signature something, signature color, signature move or whatever. It's just to, to put it forward, right? Yeah, no, and, and that's what it is. So right now, I think that's a, what I want to put out there. I think I want to put out to the community as Valentine's Day approaches, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buy something red. Let's make it a red scarf. Yeah. Okay. Let's wear it backwards, which means I'm solo and I want to meet new people and then say hi to people. That's true. In the cart, in the public In the transport. public transportation <laughs> car. <laughs> or at the back of the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's make this all public transport love friendly and let's spread the love. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Actually, I just want to tell you that in New York, they did a whole thing, date while you wait. So um, in the public transport system. So you never know where you're going to meet somebody. It's true. Yeah. Coming up, we'll talk to Detroit dating coach Lisa Schmidt. You're listening to Soul in the City on CJD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back. It's Solo in the City and joining my guest host is Marie-Claude Savard. And we're about to talk about how and where to meet new people. And we're going to Detroit to speak to someone on the phone. We are. We are. We actually have Lisa Schmidt. She's a Detroit dating coach. And she actually writes a lot about getting back into the dating scene, especially after divorce. So I'm very excited to have her. Lisa Schmidt, welcome to Solo in the City. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. And, and you know, um, it's it's a little bit interesting because we're in Montreal and we're going to be talking later on about city-specific ways. But in, in this conversation, it's more about how people go back into the dating world and discover new places. So I was wondering, like, what are some of the characteristics that you consider are good places to meet new people in general? You know, it really will vary from person to person, and I have dealt with people over time that are very introverted and people that are very extroverted. So if you're an extroverted person, it's quite easy to see that there are a zillion possibilities, right? And it can be everywhere. And for the introverted people, you know, sometimes it's a little bit pulling teeth, but, you know, the methodology I use with clients is your everyday is equal opportunity to meet people everywhere you go, you know, in addition to adding things in like perhaps meetup groups or social groups or networking groups, every time you are out and about is your chance to interact with people. 
But I found it. You know, when I was younger, I was very shy. And I would go to the coffee shop and I would, you know, have like a crush on someone. And sometimes if it's in your everyday place, you tend to be a little more shy about like approaching because you think, oh, what if it, it doesn't work out and then I have to show up the next day? So sometimes it's easier if it's in a place where nobody knows you and you know you're not going to be like meeting these people again. So how do you do it if it's like at the coffee shop at an everyday place? Well, first and foremost, we have to look at whatever this object of our crushes <laughs> as just another human being. Yeah. You know, we have to start humanizing people to understand that, you know, maybe there's going to be a no behind that, hey, would you like to grab lunch or coffee? But there's a better yes then out there somewhere for you. And rejection really doesn't say so much about you so long as you're being authentic and genuine in how you approach people and how you speak to them. So if somebody rejects you very quickly or immediately, it's really important to realize that it has nothing to do with you. It almost absolutely 99.999% of the time has to do with them. And it's them projecting their own internal conversation onto you. And I think a lot of this also has to do, Lisa, with, and and, and, in answering your question also, it's learning those icebreakers. So how can you approach that person in the coffee shop? So it might not be where you have to go up to them and just say, you know, would you like to have lunch? Because that's the next step. It's being able to say, you know what, what is it that you love to put in your coffee here? Oh, or what's your favorite? Yeah. So that it's Absolutely. not, right? Isn't that, you, yeah. it's learning those tips. And that's where somebody like yourself, Lisa, and myself, that's one of the things that we tend to help people understand. It's the icebreaker that you need. For sure. And you need to be observant in social situations. And when you look at, say, a group of people, and within that group, there's a really, really adorable person that you want to meet and you're like wow she's really cute or he's really good looking and I'd like to go talk to him but before you just barge right in um you first need to look at the social dynamic of the situation that you're in the group of people that they're with that kind of helps determine what that icebreaker or entry point is going to be and sometimes you need to make friends with the other people in the group so that you don't come off as arrogant and I don't mean run around and, you know, become best friends with everyone, but, you know, be friendly, be open to everyone in the group because then it, you know, sometimes it can be, especially for men, it's very difficult because if you look like you're trying to isolate a woman from the group, it comes off very creepy. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's a lot of looking at the body language and releasing the load that you put on yourself in your brain walking up and just going into it with a hi, hello, my name is, or I see that you ordered the caramel macchiato and never tried it before, you know, whatever it is, make it situational, make it relevant, make it, um, you know, not so like way out there that somebody feels like they're in that. Have you ever seen the movie Night at the Roxbury where they're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, right? So, and, and that's the kind of the way I, like, when I work with men, you know, that's the way I put it to them. I'm like, if you come in um, and you come across as, like, you, 
in that way, you look like you're faking it, and it's very inauthentic. You're listening, by the way, to Solo in the City, and we have Lisa Schmidt from Detroit. She's a dating coach. Um, and also, I want to say that you work a lot with post-divorce women. Um, yes. and, and I think that's something I want to touch a, lot, uh, a little bit upon here, because when we are in our 20s and 30s, it seems to be a lot simpler, on a certain level, by the way, to meet people, because we're in school, or we're, you know, we go out to nightclubs that's a little bit more and then all of a sudden here you are you know 40 plus and you're a woman and where to go and we have a lot of questions I get that a lot like where can I go and sometimes it's the obvious you know um, it's going to a restaurant that's in your neighborhood and sitting down with a magazine and then sometimes it's not so how do you work with your your women on that well you know I think with women in general it's we have to start with mindset, and there's a couple of hurdles that women need to get over. The first one is, is we cannot assume that every man that tries to speak to us has some sort of nefarious intentions, right? right. So we need to let go of the idea that all men are the same, and it's so hard for women to do that, but it's a necessary component to putting yourself out there. And following that, you need to be open, you need to be approachable, you need to sort of embrace that feminine side of yourself that says, I am a beautiful temptress, um, <laughs> and um, I will woo this, you know, this man or these people, you know, with those feminine capabilities that I have. So we need to stop rejecting our own femininity because it is a very, very powerful tool, and unlike a lot of women think, showing that softer side of you is not weakness. It is a very valuable asset, and it is something that exudes confidence, and men absolutely eat that up. And I think that's something, especially for women, again, you know, when we're talking about women in their 40s, they, in a lot of cases, they have a career, and they, yeah. they, they've done a lot in their, in their world, and especially if they've been hurt through their, their long-term marriage, we come out, or not we, because I don't do that, but um, women in general sometimes come out fighting. Like, they're ready, as you're saying, to assume the worst, and they put their male energy out there. Defending themselves. Sure. Defending themselves instead of the feminine. Actually, we're doing a workshop here in Montreal in March, and that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about is understanding the balance between your feminine and masculine. And by the way, because I want to go back to this a little bit, the same thing for men. They yeah, sometimes yeah. have to be able to go and pull out that feminine energy within themselves. Yes. And, and find the you know, it's really funny because with women... You know, the one thing I tell women all the time to sort of like really just sort of drive the point home is a man that is interested somewhat anyway in another masculine energy would probably be a gay man, right? Right. <laughs> so, True. Um, don't, you know, that's how you have to look at it. Like, do you want to come across as, and sometimes too, what happens is you then come across as sort of like one of the guys, right? And you instantly friend zone everyone around you because that's the shield that you put up. And, you know, coming out of marriage, despite what happened in the marriage, you know, you have to, and this is something that, you know, I really build upon with women too, is, you know, when we talk about like who you are, what you want, what that end goal is, and if it is to, again, become part of a partnership or a relationship, we need to take all of that anger 
despair, whatever it was that was part of that, and pack it away in a little suitcase and put that out to the curb because that is not your story anymore. No, and is. you know, Lisa, it's for, it's hard for men too because I, I've worked in sports many, many years and a lot of guys sometimes would confide in me and say it's difficult to meet women. They, they, they get uncomfortable, awkward, and they do 100%. have a hard time too sometimes reaching, reaching out to women. I think the first thing is that people really should also think about is there's a difference between having baggage and having history. Uh, and yeah. I think that if we hold on to our history, it's a very different way in which we approach our future than bringing along baggage. Um, For sure. Everything that happens to us forms and shapes who we are as people, our, our, our ideals, perhaps new boundaries that we'll set, you know, lessons learned. And that is the only thing that that I think is useful for moving forward. It can be a reflection point. But you need to be able to look at it and say, this is what I learned from that. There you go. It's about lessons learned. And, and Lisa, thank you so much. We're learning so many lessons from you. And if people want to learn more lessons, they can reach you on your website. Do you want to give it to everybody, please? Sure. You can reach me at the Lisa Schmidt. It's S-C-H-M-I-D as in David, T as in Tom, all one word. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was very insightful. And coming up next on Solo in the City, we have our roundtable panel coming up discussing where to meet new people in Montreal. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back. It's Solo in the City with my co-host today, Marie-Claude Savard, and we're going to be talking about how and where to meet new people with a very energetic roundtable. I would say day. so, yes. There's a lot of action in studio. <laughs> there is a lot of action in studio here today. So I want to get right into this because I don't want to waste the moment yep. of our time here. We are welcoming Carolina Jess. She's from Notable. She's a Montreal editor for Notable.ca and also a contributor on Breakfast Television. Welcome, Carolina Jess. Thank you for having me. And then we have Josh Silver. He's the vice president and public relations guru for Unique Foods Canada and a man about town and a self-proclaimed socialista. Uh, actually, socialite. Yeah, well, it's true. I'm, I'm the socialista here. Okay. Nice to be here with you three beautiful women. Uh, okay, you're already with... You know what? With something like that, how are you still single, Josh? Well, that's just it. There's just too many of you beautiful women around, and the opportunities are so big, especially in this city. It's really hard just to settle down. Oh, so. okay. So oh, we're geez. talking player. <laughs> well. This is the right panel to, to find out how to meet new people because they don't seem to have a hard time doing that. No, and but the whole thing is... It's a hard time keeping them, but in this case, you don't even necessarily want to do that right now, right? Oh, man. No, well, you know, it's all about timing. It's all about timing. The right person at the right time, then that's, that's what it takes. But getting there, the journey, should be fun. Why does it have to be a hard thing to do? And in Montreal, a city like this, which is amazing with so many events and activities, beautiful people everywhere, it is very easy to meet people because people want to meet others. That's what I find, so... Okay, so you just said about events. I wanna, I'm just going to stick here for one second. Tell me, if you had to choose one place to go tonight, event, restaurant, club, where would it be? Where are you going out to tonight, Josh? 
I would uh, I would probably go to a place called Jatoba, which is a uh, it's a brand new restaurant. Fantastic yeah. place, great two food. bars too. Yeah, yeah. Two, two bars, options. absolutely. And you know what? It's the uh, Saint Cassette. There's so many places to go, but Jatoba is definitely for that older crowd. It's uh, whether you want to have dinner, you want to have a few drinks, just to socialize. It's amazing. I I, I personally, that's my spot. Okay, you know? well, I just I'm gonna come back to that older crowd because I I think that's all relative <laughs> yeah. as well on this panel, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is an older crowd? Because I. I think I'm the older crowd, and I think you think you are. Let, yeah. Karen, uh, 20, 25? <laughs> yeah, for me, it's the reverse, the numbers, plus a few. Just to touch on that, though, really quickly, I have to say the one thing that I really love about Montreal coming from a city like Vancouver is that I feel like everybody really kind of hangs out and parties together, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. When you go to a place, you really see all kinds of age groups interacting and hanging out together, which I think is very beautiful, and it doesn't really limit you from going to specific places necessarily. So, Well, you know what? I, I, I love that you said that, but that being said, coming from a place where I have 25 and 26-year-old kids, it's a little bit different because I think the younger generation don't mind the older, especially we're with it and we're, we're very young at heart when we're in our 50s, but we don't necessarily want to party where our children are. Oh, so you're being either. judgmental now. I'm not being judgmental. <laughs> not at all, actually. I, I'm just stating that there is a difference, especially when you're going out yeah. into the world and you want to meet people and you want to socialize. I know that my children, again, my children don't want to see me socializing and flirting because... We flirt when we're out, right, Josh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we both need our space. So, and I think especially the older crowd, they want to meet in general, especially if they're looking for a relationship, somebody in their own age group. So going out to socialize, 100%, partying 100%, but meeting people to have a relationship with, whole different thing. Yeah. I find it funny, actually, because it's kind of like a reverse role, because when you're a teenager... The last thing you want is your parents around when you're trying to get out there and meet your friends. You're like, Mom, Dad, you know, get away from me. But now it's changing. As the kids get older, you know, it's the parents who are saying, I don't want my kids around. I, you know, get out of here. So it's like, it, it's funny. It's like we're re revisiting our youth almost in a certain well, way. Well, Carolina, do you want to go out and party, let's say, with your mom? <laughs> like, <laughs> Actually, I might just be one of the very few cases that, yes, I do. My mom is actually single. She She's extremely stubborn, is not very open-minded about meeting anybody at this point, and Honestly, if she was going to be open-minded to going out with me where I go on the weekends, for sure I would bring her out. But she also knows how to hang. She's really fun. I mean, Josh, you met my mom before. Absolutely. She's very Eastern European and very outgoing. So somebody like that, 100% I would. But that's just me. But I can understand how some kids don't necessarily want their parents to see what they're really up to after hours. You but know, that's, because parents and kids, okay. But it, well, that's the, what we're but talking But the good about. news is, is that sometimes older people restrain themselves. Oh, this is like a place for younger people. What we're trying to say is that people are open-minded, especially in Montreal. So you don't have to be afraid. You can go, even if it's branded as like a 30-year-old place, you'll be fine. Oh, 100%. You're going to be yeah. fine, but to go out and, and enjoy and, and, and have some fun, but not necessarily to me, because also it's a numbers thing, right? Yeah. So you want to surround yourself if you're, you know, in your 50s, you want to surround yourself with people in your 40s and 50s, because that's more you know, age appropriate. Anyway, we are discussing about where to go and how to meet people mm -hmm. in Montreal in general. And we're sitting and discussing this with Carolina Jez. She's the Montreal editor for Notables. And as well, you see her on breakfast television, as mm -hmm. well as Josh Silver, our PR guru and socialite of Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so let's get back to you, uh, Carolina. So where is some of your favorite places? 
Well, if we're speaking specifically about, let's say, like a Thursday night, there's so many, there's so many cool new spots that are opening up all over town. I almost find it hard to keep up with the amount of places that are opening. We're、and、really fortunate here. We're、yeah. very, very fortunate. So. I'm a little bit more outgoing. I mean, I have my go-to spots that I love, like Bremner. I love Lorinial.、Um, I really like Jatoba too, like Josh.、Um, but right now, I'm kind of like into discovering new places in town. So there's a place that just opened called the North Star Barcade. It's on Boulevard Saint Laurent, and what it is is Montreal's first barcade. So I find something like that cool because you can go, you can play games with people, you can interact, you can have a good time. It's social. You're not necessarily confined to sitting at a table with two people and just having drinks. You actually have to go out there and like try these games, and it's it's a cool way to、what、get playful. What kind of games though? Because I'm not really getting <laughs> pinball, pinball machines、oh, from like the、okay. 1950s. To the oh, 1980s. it's barcade. No, no, it's a barcade. Combine the bar and the arcade、oh, all in it, one. But it's it's and the good thing about this place specifically is like it's not really a hole in the wall. It's a little bit like. More chic, so like you're not really feeling like you're going to a dungeonous like old arcade. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a spin on an old school arcade done in like a new way. So I'll go to a place like that. There's also、um, another thing that's going on in old Montreal now. It's called DJ on Ice. So every Thursday, amazing, yeah, so cool. Now, it, yeah, a, again, another thing to get interactive with people. You know, like there's a DJ playing. You can get alcohol. I mean, obviously, you know. Take it easy with that, especially if you don't know how to skate. We don't want any accidents going down. <laughs> But it's also a cool way to kind of see who's out there. You can skate with people. If you fall, I'm sure like some handsome man will come up and help you, especially you, Cheryl. You're gorgeous. Oh well, thank you very much. But I, I, you know what, I I do know about this place. And by the way,、yeah. different nights of the week for anybody listening out there, different nights of the week, there's different types of activities. So one of the nights is singles night, and one of them is more like a speed skating. So there's different activities, and that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about. So it's not just about Going out to restaurants or bars—it's also about activities. So, do you go out there and participate, like on a ski hill, for instance, during the winter time, or at a pool during the summertime to meet new people? Well, in the lineup at skiing, you can you can meet some interesting people. Well,、honestly. and you have that you have that fifteen minutes up to、yeah. the top. You, you know, know? not only that. Last year, I was skiing with one of my friends, and she was single at the time, and we actually went on apres ski at the bar. Oh yeah. And honestly, she met an amazing guy there. Like we were just sitting at the bar, a guy came up to her, he had a few beers with us, and they just hit it off, and then they started dating. They dated for a few months, and they were really happy. So, a hundred percent, I think when you're doing activities, your 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 mentality is a little bit different. You're you're energized. You know, like you're out in the fresh air, and I think it kind of puts you in a different spot. You you feel more vulnerable, I guess. Like you don't have to dress up. A certain way, you don't have to wear the makeup. You're more yourself. What about、um, you, Josh? Um, I would just say basically go to places that complement your values. Basically,、oh, I love that. And、yeah. you know, <laughs> you're gonna find somebody who has the same views on life, so on and so forth. And the truth of the matter is, is literally like the easiest thing to say to you is just get out there because, like I said, there's so many different events.、Um, you know, Igloo Fest is something else that's fun that's going on in the old port. There's so many things that are there that. If you stay at home, you really have no excuse. If you say I can't meet anybody, you know, friends of friends, that's that's another another option right there. It's all about getting up, getting out, getting social. I want to thank both of you. We could do this. All day, I think. I mean, we we have to have a show、Let's、with go you.、Skating. Maybe we're going to go skating. <laughs> Actually, maybe we should get them to go walk on fire with us. We did that show on that. Yeah, you can,、not? yeah, you have to go back and listen to the show a couple weeks ago about、um, walking on fire. Anyway, I want to thank both of you for joining us, Carolina Jez from the Notables and Breakfast Television, as well as Josh Silver, our. Fabulous PR guru of Montreal, and、um, don't、uh, boost his ego any further,、uh, please. I won't. I won't. I won't.、Uh, coming up, I answer your dating questions and tell you where to see and be seen this week with the SITC events calendar. You're listening to Soul in the City on News Talk Radio CJD 800.
I'm being joined again by Carolina Jez from the notable.ca. She is an editor with them as well as a contributor to Breakfast Television. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. And also Josh Silver. Now, Josh is a socialite from Montreal and he's also a PR and, you know, I, what can I say about you? A marketing guru for so many brands here in Montreal. So thank you and welcome back. We're going to talk more about Josh, where to go and what to do in Montreal right now, 2016, to meet new people and enjoy our social life, right? Absolutely. So you both wanted to share some places. Um, let's start off with you, Carolina, because I know you have a litany of exciting things to share with us. So I kind of wanted to touch on people that necessarily might be scared to be social in a public place or don't really feel like going to a bar or like a restaurant or a club to meet somebody. There's actually a few great online places where you can sign up and you can meet people. And one of the really good ones that I like are meetup.com. So basically, it's a site where people, you know, like Josh or, you know, like any of our friends can create a group based on their interests. So let's just say that you're a fitness freak and you love jogging you know, in the mountain, you can create a group that basically, you know, presents an opening on a Friday morning to anybody in the city to join you. And I actually, I scrolled through a lot of the groups today and there's a lot of interesting ones. So there's fitness, there's cooking. There's, there's the I am solo in the city. There's the I am in the solo city, <laughs> of, yeah, course. of course. You know, I talk about this group all the time on this show because again, like you're saying, activity is the best way. Follow the things that you love to do. Exactly. And that's how you meet people of the same value system. Absolutely. Right? And I feel a lot of people still don't know about this website. So I just wanted to mention that one again just because I think it's great and you can literally find any interest that, you know, like applies to you and join this group and meet new people. Um, there's also Dashing Date. I don't know if you've heard of them. Of course we have. They're We've amazing. had Kaviton <laughs> many times actually on the show. So they're great. They're great for speed dating events. Cook and Date is another great one. Um, I've been to one of their events before when they first started. And, you know, you, you get to cook with people you've never met before. And what better way to interact with somebody than, you know, share like rolling the dough with a guy next to you or you know like spinning the soup or whatever so that's another really great great thing to do as well at cookingdate.com and also they all she always has fantastic wines to accompany which also helps break the ice and amazing chefs from all over the city Uh, amazing amazing chefs as a matter of fact if you go to um, my site or 365 days to find love my old blog i did uh, an expose on um, Cook and Date. So somebody can actually see how much fun it is and how the interaction is. So wonderful, wonderful company. It is. It's a great thing to do. We can actually, you know, touch upon talking about Cook and Date. You just reminded me of something with playing with dough. Reminds me of that movie with Patrick Swayze, you know, with the pottery. Oh, that's a classic. You know, so I mean, it can also be an arts class. I mean, you know, get your hands dirty. And And if there's a half-naked guy behind you that's as handsome as him, even better. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I I love... um, referring to the movie Nine and a Half Weeks because uh-huh. also, I mean, that was one of the sexiest scenes that I've ever seen in movie history yeah. was when they did that scene in the kitchen. Okay, so yeah. you do remember this yeah. because I, I yeah. actually put this on my site because when I talked about this on a radio show a couple months ago, one of my guests, actually two of the guests, had never heard of Nine and a Half Weeks. So to me, it was like mind-blowing that... Sometimes in the younger generation, people have never seen that movie. Well, they have to. It's a classic. It's a classic. So nine and a half weeks, you have to go there and just Google kitchen scene. And it's like totally great. So 
doesn't quite happen like that at uh, Cook and Date. <laughs> <laughs> But food is central. You're right. I think there's another scene to it. I think it's Top Gun. Is it yeah. Top Gun or is it Days of Thunder? It's one of the Tom Cruise movies where they have the olive and the belly button and like the ice. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. it's one yeah. of those, but I don't remember which one. Anyway, right. th that, that's one of the things also that's fantastic is being proactive and bringing people into your own space and cooking for either a group or that special someone that you're trying to woo, right? Well, what better way to woo somebody than cook for them and cook together? Also, I think uh, another, another way to do it is actually to join a committee. And um, it's funny to say this, but I get approached a lot actually to join these charitable committees. And the thing is, sometimes people say, oh, I don't have time for that. Or, but the thing is, what you don't realize is that if you get on a committee, A, you're doing something good for the community. So it's you're, you know, giving back. Second of all, um, if there is somebody that's interesting there, you know you're going to see them the following week or the week after. And you're actually on a, doing a project with them. You're doing good. You're seeing the person again and again, and you have a mutual interest. So it's actually, um, it's, a, it's a different way of looking at things. I mean, you know, sometimes it's really simple. You know, we're, we're, we ask ourselves, where can I meet somebody? You know, where do I go? What do I do? It's not this big complicated procedure. Sometimes it's going shopping. Instead of just going into the, the pharmacy or whatever, look around. You know, there's, I, to be honest with you, I, I actually, when I go out food shopping, I notice a lot of very beautiful women Actually. Oh, 100%. And Sunday nights, by the way, is a very good night for women to go into a grocery store because that's when a lot of the single men go shopping for the week. Ah. Sunday nights. And by the way, a very well-known place to go shopping for a lot of single people is the IGA, I think it is, on the corner of Notre Dame and Mountain. Yes. It opened up. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a metro. It's a, it's a metro, yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's known for being a great date night place. A lot of men are there because there's a lot of men living in that area. Uh, I happen to shop there. Well, there you go. Josh Silver, if anybody's interested. I, I even have my Metro card. Actually, I'm curious to actually ask you, Josh, specifically, because as women, we tend to be a little bit shyer in approaching men or making that first move. So let's just say there's a woman at Metro that sees a guy that she might be interested in or, you know, like he's good looking, like I wonder what his deal is. What is a good way to approach a guy without scaring him, I guess, and kind of start a conversation? Well, I think that if you actually kind of, it sounds funny, not, not in a creepy way, but if you kind of trail a little bit and you see where he's going, when he stops and he's looking at something, you know, perhaps you kind of stop next to him and you're looking in the same direction and perhaps maybe you ask him to reach, excuse me, could you just grab that for me or, you know, um, Oh, I love that product. Or you see that there's, you know, you kind of just start it up very light, very casual, you know, and then you see if there's a synergy and then you take it from there. Well, so. I think, uh, you know, what you're saying is very, very true because one of the things that men love to do is protect and provide right. and help. So if you ask a man, would you do this? And by the way, not could you, would you? Right. I, want, I want people to focus on the difference because would you, they're going to go, Yes. Yeah. Could you? Yeah, I could do it. I'm not going to, but I, you know, so always, would you, would you mind to reach that can? You might yeah. not want that can, but just ask him to reach for it because yeah. he's going to be happy. And then you say thank you. And another way is to be the person who says, you know what, try this sauce instead of that one because it has, you know, less salt or something well, you know because well, we we can also offer our own advice to a man well it's it's actually and watch what he picks up if he, he picks up a can of something you say oh, excuse me is that actually good have you tried that one before right it's just 
And right off the bat, he'll tell you what he thinks, so on and so forth. And then, A, you're finding out, does he cook? <laughs> you know? But B, also, it's a nice way to start you know, something off. So, yeah. And, and that, uh, by the way, um, is very interesting because I was working with a client last week, and she made a comment about the fact that um, she was invited to this gentleman's house. And it kind of upset her because he's not a very good cook, and he actually made minute rice. And and she was like, you know, like not exactly the way she likes to eat and everything. Could have been craft dinner. It, it, it could have been. <laughs> so looking into his basket can tell you a lot about yeah. that person. But then at the same time, don't be too judgmental because, first of all, my answer was he cooked you dinner. It's the effort that counts. Right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the effort that counts. And then you can also show somebody in time the subtleties that would make even more of an impression on you and please you more. And if you ended up telling a gentleman, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, because mm-hmm. you're the guy, the guy mind here. Mm-hmm. If I said, you know, dinner was so amazing, but the next time, not the same night, but the next time you go, would you mind if I contributed and made this rice dish that I love to prepare? And then in that way, you're showing them what it is that you love. And chances are they will never make you minute rice again they're going to want to try and please you true or false uh, absolutely true uh, first of all it shows that there's a kinship there and that you know i want to you know first of all a man i think most men don't want the prima donna who's just going to sit back and you have to cook for them when a woman is proactive and says you know what i, I want to do this activity with you so there's two messages right there so right off the bat i want to do something we're going to do this together and the fact she's going to contribute i love that i love that and then even even learning you know, learning from her as well. I think it's it's tremendous and absolutely yes. Okay, well, there you have it. I mean, we were talking about where to meet and how to meet, but I think what was really important is how to meet and how do we share. And that's universal. So thank you both for joining me. We had Josh Silver, Montreal's guru thank and you. PR <laughs> social man about town. And as well, we had Carolina Jez. I want to thank you both. And you can listen to them on Soul in the City on January 23rd. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. We're back on Solo in the City, and welcome back, my co-host, Marie-Claude Savard. My agenda's open. I'm ready. Just give me the calendar. You're ready to go for this? Okay, the SITC events calendar. So we're starting off with speed dating. It's happening at the Sir Winston Churchill Pub, one of the places I love down there, on Crescent Street. It's a great place to meet new people. This is Montreal Singles Dating Events Meetup Group. It's $12, and this is starting on Sunday, this Sunday, at 3 3 p.m. So if you have nothing to do this Sunday in the afternoon, head on down. Now, what we were discussing earlier with Carolina, this is what we're talking about. Romance on ice. It's rekindling the flame and find a new one in a bewitching setting of the old port. <laughs> That's an icebreaker. <laughs> you, you like that <laughs> yeah, one, Yeah, I eh? do. Yeah. So this happens every single Tuesday night. So this is the night I was talking about for you solos out there. So it happens at the basin, the Bonsecours Basin in the old port. And this is going on all winter long, all the way until February 23rd. Six dollars, right? It's, it's six seventy-five. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you notice, I said all winter long because I'm hoping by the end of February it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I 
probably won't be, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Um, then there's the West Montreal 40-plus meetup group, and they're inviting you to join for a four-course meal at L'École Hôtellerie de la Val. Did I do that well? I think it's École Hôtelière. Hôtelière. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, but I'm working a, on that yeah, pronunciation yeah. there. Yes. I, I'm, I'm going to get it. means right. the same thing, though. Okay, good. And this is $20, and this is happening on Friday night at 12 p.m. Elite Speed Dating is also doing one of their great events. This is happening again at Rouge Bar. It's two different groups, women 25 to 34 and 35 to 45, and you're going to be matched up with men who are 28 to 37 and 38 to 47. This is $25, and it's on Saturday night at 7.30. And for those of you who are interested... Uh, the Ottawa Winterlude and the Montreal Day Trippers Meetup Group, they're taking you down to Ottawa to enjoy a great day skating on the Rideau Canal. This is happening Friday at noon. Gorgeous time of year to do this. No, but this way. is great because you, you can meet up there and then you can meet someone on the bus or you could skate and end up meeting somebody over there. Uh, that's right. Well, but that's what it's what it's all about, eh? And and I do want to remind everybody that I'm also doing a lot of different meetups. So I have my meetup group. It's the I Am Solo in the City on Meetup. We have a bunch of events coming up. One of them is a seminar on February 3rd. Um, this is a great evening for you ladies to come on out and join me. And we're really going to be talking about the myths about dating and what we were discussing earlier about a lot of these things that we put in our heads about you know, there's no good men out there, yeah. or I'm okay by myself. And the truth is, most of us do want a relationship. Yep. And if you do, you've got to get rid of these things. So I'm going to be doing that. As well, we have our big uh, retreat coming up in March. So these are two things that you can go to the Solo in the City to look up. And uh, remember, till the end of January, there is an early bird special for signups for that retreat, the I Am Solo in the City retreat, happening in March. So there you go. So you have, have to sign up and, uh, before January 31st, right? They have right? to sign up before January 31st to do this. And also online for Valentine's Day, I will be launching my Mission of Love Masterclass, which will be happening online every Tuesday night. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So lots of things coming up in the new year. It's great. And now I want to get right into one of our dating questions. Every week I do answer questions online and on air. So we had somebody who wrote in this week. Yeah, that's right. Hi, Cheryl. I've been dating this guy for about two months now. I sometimes sleep over, rush back home to get ready before work. I think it's time for me to leave a few things at his place, but I don't want to scare him off. So when is a good time to bring this up and how? Well, okay, so two months, you know, these, these are sometimes questions that people ask me, and I, I always need to know a little bit more, but there is a way to do it, and that is by saying, you know, would you mind if I leave my toothbrush? Um, in your in your uh, bathroom, um, it would really help me in the mornings, um, and you know, progress it slowly. And sometimes just asking that one particular question, or can I? Do you, do you mind if I leave a few toiletries in this little bag and put it in your cupboard? You know, it will lead into the conversation. And sometimes that's all you need. It's kind of like that icebreaker. You know, you want to make one little comment, and then it grows. And and often, if you're both in sync. It will work. I mean, that you will have that communication. So, but what like, about just leaving something behind? I mean, well, you know, just uh, innocently, you can just leave something behind. But ultimately, what this person is was asking is, 
she's I, I see this a lot actually people start and it's often the woman who is staying at the man's house it, it just seems to happen that way and they want to be more comfortable they don't want to be rushing out in the morning to have to run home and change and everything so you want to kind of start establishing that a big part is have you decided that you're exclusive with well, each other? Well, that's it. Also? So what's so behind you, that question is it. basically so, where are we at in this relationship? Well, it doesn't have to be. It just has to mean that right now you're at an exclusive relationship to start leaving things over. So you should already know that. And but even if you are an exclusive, it doesn't mean that he's ready for you to start leaving things there and and taking a drawer. So by asking if you can leave your your toiletries, that's stage one. And often they will say if they're ready. Yeah, no problem. And if you want, I can give you a drawer or take this area of your cupboard if you want to leave a few clothes. Um, you know, I don't think things have changed since I was single. And I remember that that's how I went about it when I met my ex-husband. So that's the, the way to do it. But Little stages. But again, you want to know that right now you are in that exclusive relationship. What would you, you say it. that if it's the opposite and the man is staying over at the woman's place, that women in general are more open to say, okay, would you would you want to leave something behind that sometimes guys don't even think about it? Well, you know, it's funny because I have a friend of mine, um, Chantal Desjardins, she actually does a skit about the fact that she would collect toothbrushes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's part of her comedy routine. And it was a very, very funny comedy routine. You can actually hear it online if you go to her site. But um, inter the, the thing to remember is that men inherently do not collect and need as much stuff to get ready in the morning. Very true. So they don't need their, their hairbrush and their blow dryer and their change-up underwear. Flat and, their, and, and, and the makeup. Exactly. And, uh, so, and the creams. And, uh. Yeah. So we're really talking about um, toiletries. That's the way to start because clothes is more of a major move forward. So start slow grow it and then have that open conversation with them so great there advice you thank it. you yeah well anybody else need some advice remember i do have a 1-800 number it's 1-844-744-SOLO you can call or write to me at solointhecity.tv that's info at solointhecity.tv if you have any other questions I'm always ready to answer them. It's what I do. It's yeah. what I love to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, another great show. Um, we have one more coming up. Yeah. Uh, thank you, together. Cheryl. I think I'll be coming back next week. I I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Just invited myself. So. Well, no, you no. Go. You're coming back next week. That's okay. It. We have one more show coming up. So thank you so much for co-hosting with me once again. And join us every week on Soul in the City. We're here Saturday nights on News Talk Radio CJD 800. And remember, keep into Integrating social solutions with our coaching and our events. As you all know, it's all about the kiss. See you next week. <laughs>